Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Aquaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. Hi, all my yogi friends. Namaste and Satnam. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Viada's tiny house. I'm in my tiny house this morning, as usual, in my living room where we're going to do some. Stretching and and rolling of joints. Yes, we're going to get high. But first, let me welcome all my YouTube family to the tiny house village. Yes, here we go.
indeed we are in the um, tiny house village where I enjoy lots of peace and joy with the nature around me and my my son and my grandchildren. So I'm really stress-free. I would say I'm very stress-free. And so that's why I share this experience with you so that you can also be stress-free or at least reduce the stress in your life. So welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I have this amazing woman coming on uh, shortly to share her aromatherapy, essential oil, knowledge, and wisdom. Yes, you're going to get a lot. So write down your questions. If you have any questions about uh, essential oils, aromatherapy, today is your day to get those questions answered because uh, this woman has the answers and a lot of experience to go with it. So let's get busy rolling some joints. That's why you're here. I know that's why you're here. You know, I have to be careful on the words I use because the WHO and the YouTube family are always watching and listening for medical misinformation. So we're, we're very careful about promoting truth in a way that enlightens you, helps you, and doesn't get me another strike on YouTube, okay? So let's do this. I want to start this morning with some breath work because it's getting colder here. Not colder. It's just, it's not as hot in Florida. Just to say that we're in the 80s, which is great. It's beautiful. I love this time of year. It's so beautiful. I have my windows open all day. The air conditioner is off for me. I don't need air conditioner in the 80s, believe me. In the 90s, it was rough. I had to get an air conditioner. But in the 80s, oh, my God, it's heavenly. Warm, just a little bit warmer, but at night it's in the low 70s, mid-70s. Get fresh air coming in. My life. So let us do some breath work, starting with inhaling through the nose, Big inhale through the nose, through the nose, and exhale through the mouth or the nose, whatever you feel comfortable doing. I'm promoting nose breathing this morning, only nose. We don't really need to be breathing through our mouth in this situation when we're warming up the body and moving the circulation, the lymphatic system, and our immune system. Three areas that you're going to benefit in your body from this morning is your lymphatic system that's draining all the toxins and all the air you breathe in, energy you breathe in, it's going to help let go, let go, let go. Your circulation is going to moving that blood through your body, moving that blood, warming you up, especially in these colder days, and, and then your uh, immune system, boosting, boosting your immune system to balance your microbes, okay? You don't want to even get into any fear about variants or any of that stuff. No fear, no fear, because they're all over you. It's called your microbiome system. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in what fresh air you have. If you have plants in your house, that's really good because they're helping you out with the oxygen, carbon dioxide, all carbon monoxide, all dioxide, all of that. Breathe in, breathe in, calming down, breathe out through the nose, breathe in, breathe in, inhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, inhale, exhale, inspire, as the French would say, inspire, 
Inspire, inspire, and expire, expire, exhale. So throughout our joint rolling, I want you to keep up your breathing, your conscious breathing, because as you're moving these joints, that helps to, again, move the lymphatic system, the immune system, and the circulation keeps it going as you're rolling these joints. So let's start. We're going to put on some music, and it's the sound of blackness, and it's time for healing, my favorite song to do joint rolling here we go and my guest will be on shortly so let's get busy and we're going to start with our head our head we're going to roll this head around a little bit both directions to get our neck and back muscles loosened up when you roll your head around you're doing two areas the, the, the neck muscles and the back starts loosening up when you do that so then we're going to go to the shoulders, roll those back and forward, arms, and do some swimming in the sea of nature. Then we're going to get on our back, and I'm going to show you two ways, two alternative ways to get the circulation and immune system pumped up uh, by moving your legs around. Yep, moving the joints and your ankles, knees, and hips. We want to get those done this morning because we're going to be sitting in class today with Susan Miller our aromatherapist, you're going to learn a lot. So call your friends. You, if you, whatever questions you may have had about essential oils, aromatherapy, this is the day. You want to get a pencil, paper. She's going to do the work for us and bring us more knowledge and wisdom and information about aromatherapy. So let's put the music on and roll this in No one tries to say, oh, misunderstanding. 
And we did it. Give yourself a hand. And we got one more movement. We got to give our vagus nerve some love every day. Rub those hands together and place them behind your neck and squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. Woo, feeling better. You can feel that all the way to your toes. Squeeze. That's how powerful your vagus nerve, and that's how far-reaching. Breath in, deep breath in, and let's just give our arms a little pat down. Get that lymphatic flow going. Give our arms a pat down. Pat down the chest of your uh, thymus gland. It needs a boost every day. Get some colder weather coming. And get those breaths. Make sure you give your breath some squeezing love. And massage around your navel. That's where your army lives. Immune system. Immune system. And let's get back here as final. Let's give our kidneys and adrenal glands a little pat of love. Rub around there. Energize those kidneys and adrenal glands. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, we are ready now to go into the studio and meet our guest, uh, Susan Miller is with us. And we are, as I said, get your pen and pencils out because we got a lot to talk about. And Susan's going to bring us a lot of information this morning. Let it out. And let me welcome Susan Miller. Good Grand Rising Susan, can you hear me? Good morning. I can hear you, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Beata? Good, good. It's really nice to see you. For those of you uh, who uh, don't know, Susan and I met at the farmer's market where she has a beautiful display of all her essential oils. And, of course, I had to stop because uh, I've been using essential oils for many years now, and they have been of great, great value and help to me and my journey to um, balance this beautiful temple we live in, right? Yes. Can you, your your voice, I'm not hearing you as loud. Uh, you might want to come either come closer. Maybe I just need to project a little more. Or come, can you come closer to your, your camera? How's that? That's better. Well, I can hear you good right now. That's better. I think you were kind of far away, and now that you're closer, uh, we can see you better. So Susan is in, are you in Orlando, or are you in one of the other areas? I'm actually in St. Cloud these days. Oh, St. Cloud. Okay, so that's near Kissimmee? Yes. Okay, so you're not too far from me. Yeah. No. If I had a car, I would have picked up my oil the other, the other day, but uh, I don't have a car, at least not every day. My son has a car. Uh, I borrow his car. That would have been quite the drive. Probably would have taken you about 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I was I was used to doing that kind of driving when I had a car. But now that I don't, I'm a lot more conscious about what I need to do, where I need to go, what I don't need yeah. to go, and where I do so it's all been very good. I'm saving money on, on insurance and gas and maintenance. So right now it's, it's just a phase of my life, yeah. 
so welcome. So, Susan, let us start out. Um, as you know, we, uh, Susan, I sent Susan some questions, which I usually don't follow uh, exactly, but um, I want Susan to have an opportunity to share how she became this amazing aromatherapist. And I always ask my guests to start with their childhood because I believe that relation, those relationships, not just mommy and daddy, siblings, cousins, uncles, whoever, I, I think, I don't know about you, I think we choose our parents to fall from a starseed position. And then from there, it's just a huge journey to heal, to learn, to grow, and so much more. So, Susan, I'm going to let you have the mic. Tell us a little bit about yourself from the beginning on forward. Okay. Okay. Well, it's it's not a happy childhood story, but it is what got me to where I am. And I do believe that we choose the life that uh, we are born into to go through our journey and hopefully master the lessons that we're supposed to learn. And my, my parents got married very young, my biological parents. My mother was pregnant with me when she was 18 years old, and I think my father was about the same age. Um, my father was a military man. He was in the Navy. So uh, when I was born, we lived in Virginia. We lived in Florida for a short, short time, and then when he was stationed in Florida, and then we were stationed in California for a while. Anyway, my mother did not want to be a military wife. She was not cut out for it. Um, they didn't get along. I remember, I don't have a lot of childhood memories, but I do remember them fighting a lot. Mm. And by the time I was five, they were separated. Oh, boy. And we moved back to Virginia, and eventually my mother remarried. And my stepfather was not a good person, and from the age of approximately seven until I was 16, I was emotionally, physically, and sexually abused. Wow. Um, that has done a lot of things to get me where I am now. I believe that my going through that has made me more empathic. It has increased my uh, intuitive abilities. And ultimately, because of my childhood trauma, I it developed an autoimmune disease, which is very common in um, childhood abuse situations. And I also suffer from adrenal fatigue. So I was always very mainstream. You go to the doctor, you do what the doctor says as far as health care. And when I developed the uh, autoimmune disease, I went to one of the best rheumatology groups in Orlando for almost three years, and I did everything that they told me to do. I took all of the drugs that they told me to take, and I got worse and worse, and I, I was a zombie. I was still in pain. I was absolutely miserable, and eventually that led me to start questioning the doctors and looking into more natural solutions. And I remember the last time I was at the doctor's office, 
I started asking her, um, my next to the left, her about natural things, you know. And she, she kind of gave me an attitude about it. And I thought, well, maybe she's having a bad day. I'll approach the subject again when, at my next visit. And I yeah. got the same attitude this time. But this time she looked at me and she said, you need to realize you've got this. You're going to have it for the rest of your life. And you just need to learn to deal with it. Beata, I walked out of that door and I never went back. Because I knew there was a reason my body had done this. I was not born with a particular, you know, disease that my body could not overcome. I accumulated something that made me ill, and I knew there was a way to come back from it. Yeah. And yeah. so I started looking into natural things and eventually came across an aromatherapist and absolutely fell in love with essential oils. So it has completely, that, that, that early childhood trauma has completely redirected my life. And now I am blessed with the gift of working with essential oils. It is my calling. And I've been able to help thousands of people. With a woman doctor too. And um, my blood mm-hmm. test showed I had H. pylori bacteria. And uh-huh. that's usually something that has to do with ulcers, stomach ulcers and that type of thing. So she prescribed the usual antibiotics. And I was like, and at that point I had been working in a health food store for a couple of years. And I was like, I don't know if I want to take this. This woman with her diamond ring and her white coat said to me, are you <laughs> effing crazy? I, she used the oh. word effing crazy. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And, and, I, and I thought, okay, I'm going to just sit here and finish this, this meeting <laughs> and get the hell out of here and never come back. That's what I did. Yeah. I took that prescription and went, boop, boop, boop. and that was about, that was probably about 20 years ago. So my stomach's doing well. I got rid, and I, you know what? It took me on a journey to learn about bacteria. I, that's what German. This is German New Medicine chart back here, and that's what German New Medicine teaches you about the purpose and functioning of bacteria, or what I learned later was our microbiome. So we're on the same page, honey, about these doctors, arrogant, egotistical doctors. Who think they know everything, but okay. nature, your your business title, Nature's Wisdom, shows on. How did you? Why did you decide to do Nature's Wisdom as the name of well, it? <laughs> to be um, as far as the screen here, I didn't set that up. Oh, I okay. had my sweetheart do that. I I do not do well with machines. Machines do not like me. Oh, that's so okay. We're we're, we're, we're all learning. Listen, we're all learning. Believe me, this technology yeah. is like yeah. I don't want to be bothered with it, but it's here. Yeah. The name Nature's Wisdom for my business is, you know, obviously essential oils. They they are a gift of nature, and there is wisdom in that healing. There is there's ancient wisdom with plant medicine. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, so uh, I had ad- I had mentioned on the questions relative people along the way were there any relatives or relations that triggered or inspired you to do what you do today? Um, I, I honestly can't can't think of any that 
inspired me, you know, in, in a positive way. Okay, the either way, yeah. Most of my most of my inspiration and my triggers have been of of a negative experience. You right. know, they push my boundaries and push my boundaries until I say no more. Yeah. Um, for instance, I've been married twice. My second husband triggered my past so much so uh, that, you know, I, I eventually had to get out of, of that marriage as well. And um, now that I look back, I can see the similar patterns. Even, well, when I was in the marriage, he was a very loud man. He was He was tall and loud, and he liked to jarring, noisy, and that's not my nature, you know, not my nature at all, and I, I will always remember there was a time in my life when I thought I had my dream job, I was a court reporter, and oh, I loved it, I loved it, and I would work for hours and hours, and I would hear his footsteps coming down the hallway, and it would send me off into such a triggered state because when I was a young girl, I was in my bedroom, and I would hear my stepfather's footsteps coming down the hallway. And so those sorts of negative triggers have been a theme in my life to get my attention. Apparently, I'm one of those people that really needs <laughs> to be knocked in the head to get the attention to actually say, okay, it's time for change. Well, well what attracted you to your second husband? me to him was his vivaciousness and his you know he he was a walking party everyone loved him and everywhere he went everyone was having a good time um but he had some personality traits that just did not resonate and you just didn't see them you didn't see them in the beginning i did not see them in the beginning actually we were together for about as a total for about 14, 13, 14 years, something like that. And we were only married for four of those years. And once we got married, things Changes. changed. Oh yeah. A lot. Oh yeah. A lot. Yeah. And and then I started to see him for what he was. Yeah. And this this is there were a lot of animals that sacrificed their lives so that I could see him for what he truly was. What? Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, we went on a family vacation, and we had an RV, and I was driving the RV, and there was this pelican that was flying along beside our RV, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Look at this gorgeous creature. And, you know, I got the kids, look at this, and we were just all in amazement of this beautiful bird. And so the bird went on ahead of us, and then the bird turned around and flew right into the windshield Wow! of our RV. Well, apparently at that time, there were some berries in uh, Louisiana that had some sort of bacteria, and it was the main food of these pelicans. And it was making their sonar system in their brain a little haywire. And so they would do things like that. But obviously, you know, I, I never saw the bird after it hit us. I, I wouldn't think that from the damage it did to our RV that it survived. Um, but then there were some family pets that we lost. 
and some other pet that we were involved with that died. And each one of these instances, for instance, when this pelican thing happened, I was, I was devastated. You know, I, I, I would never hurt an animal, and I was just devastated that that had happened. And uh, once I got the RV to a safe place, I, I emotionally felt apart. His response was he wasn't worried about the bird. He was worried about what the bird did to the RV. Of course. <laughs> and so there were little things like that with each one of these animals passing that he did or he said, and I was like, who are you? But that's the kind of knock me in the face that I needed yeah. to see him for what he really was. He, do, he was abusive. Do you have this book, Animal Speaks? By Ted Andrews. Animal Speaks by Ted Andrews. No, I do not. Oh, my. I I read it, carry it everywhere. This is the pocket size. It comes in a big, he has a big one. I think he passed away recently. But I looked up Pelican Overcome by Current Situations. So that was one message for you that the pelican died for. (laughs) But all the other animals, as you... As, like I use, I have bees that follow me around. I, I'm at the beach and a bee is on my blanket. I'm like, what is this? And so a friend of mine, you always, they, he calls me Queen Bee now, because they uh-huh. they always they're showing up and and I'm you know it it eliminated the fear of bees for me, because oh I, I have them all, they, they crawl all over me. So what does that mean, Beata? Royalty, you are of royalty. And in, oh. in a spiritual sense, I think it means that you we, we have a special mission. And as you look at okay. what the queen bee's role is and how important it is, and, and it, uh, it translates for me to mean that we have a special light that we bring to this planet, and this light is important, and the bees know it, and they're attracted to it. And so you think of royalty, the bee, and all that, but they just, they're attracted to certain energy and certain light is how I read it now. Now that I'm like, bees, what are they, what's with the bees? And then I, oh, okay, you read about, and that's true. You have some people who are so afraid, and then they get stung by the bee. But I've had bees land on me, and I just watch them crawl all over. They don't sting, and. I'm like, yeah. hey, welcome to the royal family. <laughs> like, here we are. So we well, got. I didn't know that. That's good to know. But I, I, I always enjoy when, when they're uh, crawling all over me. It's, it's, it seems like a blessing. Yeah, and I have a lady on my Facebook now. I joined. She, she had a video that she was just the bees were just all over. She was clearing out a house that had a bee infection or bee uh, a colony in the walls or something. And she didn't have a mask on or anything, and it was just all over her. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So um, the, I highly recommend Animal Speaks by Ted Andrews because you, when you get the pocket guide, you keep it with you, and then you get those signs like you had uh, when you were married that are telling you, or mostly comforting signs, comforting messages in the journey. The animals, which represent the creator, are telling you it's okay. You're you're going to be okay because you're with us. Yeah. So we've got to take a break, and when we come back, uh, let's talk about the education, the training uh, that you received to become uh, this amazing aromatherapist. And we'll be right back after these messages. Uh, 
our Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Bell Care with Jody Poussaint. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Wellbeing with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Shauna. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams. CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-580. 1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. joining us this morning for Secrets of an Aromatherapist. My special guest and new friend and sister is Susan Miller. So happy to have her here the way at the farmer's market. I'm going back this weekend to find more guests because this was, I feel like that's what I need to share. I need to share the winter garden experience with other, with the world. This is a global platform. And so we're sharing Susan today with the world. Uh, because this will be available uh, to people all over the world. They can go on Facebook and see and hear from her and, and order her products if they want. And uh, they can go on YouTube, my YouTube channel, or they can listen on Blog Talk Radio. So I'm really excited and, and thankful to have you here. So 
uh, let's get busy with um, what does it take, what type of education, training does it take to become an aromatherapist and uh, market your own product? Well, when I started out, the uh, aromatherapist that I found that I mentioned earlier, I actually started working for her. I basically, I called that my apprenticeship. I worked with her for three years, and she taught me everything that she possibly could. Wow. And when I first started with oils, it was uh, about 20 years ago, and essential oils weren't nearly as popular as they are now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And over the years, their gain in popularity has also uh, brought on a lot of misuse and misinformation. And so after I apprenticed with her, it got to the point where I felt like I needed a more formal education as well because essential oils are amazing healers, highly concentrated, and they can be dangerous if used improperly. So I uh, actually enrolled in Aroma Head uh, Institute, and that is a school that started by Andrea Bouget, and she is a wonderful aromatherapist and educator. She has a lot of experience, and I found that her school was the, the best place for me. Is that in the and U.S.? It's, it's, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it, it's an online school, and it's about, uh, I think it's 254 hours of education, that included chemistry and safety, of course, uh, blending. I had to do uh, case studies. I had 10 case studies that I had to complete with individuals to be able to get my certification. So, you know, it's, it's not some weekend class. People take the same level of education right. at all. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, I did an online course with Trinity College and received a master, I think it was master herbalist certificate. And it was a year program and aromatherapy was part of the program, but didn't go nearly in depth. Uh, like you said, it was a, a, a training period of what are they, what are the cautions and how to use them basically. But it, that was probably uh, a month out of the whole year, maybe less of just getting knowledge, gaining the knowledge. So I became excited. And then I joined Young Living Oils uh, as a, a, a distributor. Eh, I, I, don't, I don't use them. I, my upline, I usually buy from her. I don't sell them to other people because they're, they're pretty expensive. And I yeah. just haven't found people um, who are one, willing to pay that much for the in, uh, essential oils. So I'm glad that you invested the time and the income, the money to be able to share with us today. Thank you. So we want to um, uh, we want to get into some of the specifics of how you can help, what oils you think are most beneficial for some very common, I'd say, imbalances in our body. Yeah. Inflammation, for one, is a big one. That's pain. And people yeah. will search for aspirin or uh, marijuana or CBD. You know, there's so many uh, solutions or relief for inflammation and pain. 
But uh, let's start with that one, pain. I think that would be uh, common among our audience. And, and for those of you who are in the audience, if you have a specific question uh, in Blog Talk Radio, press 1, and we'll open your mic. But um, if not, we, uh, Susan and I uh, have a list of, of common um, common symptoms or, or imbalances. I want to call them imbalances because the body is all about balance, homeostasis. And essential oils, to me, just help bring us back into balance emotionally, especially, and and physically. So let's start with inflammation, uh, some of the oils you recommend, why and and what they actually do for the body. Okay. Well, first, I would like to preface with I do not ever encourage anyone to use undiluted essential oils directly on their skin unless they really know what they're doing. Um, It's too much for the body. These are highly, highly concentrated, and unless they're diluted properly, I don't think that the body gets the same response with essential oils. Less is more. Less is always more. You can get a better response using less than you do with using more because sometimes your body goes, whoa, this is just too much. Um, Now, when it comes to pain and inflammation, you also have to consider what you're treating. And and I I prefer blends because when you have a synergistic blend, you treat the physical and emotional and mental aspects of the issue on many different levels. So you get to cover more ground with that. So something, for example, that would want cooling treatment, like a pulled tendon or a ligament, something like that, you would want to go with something with peppermint because peppermint has a cooling nature. But if you're talking about something like arthritis that needs some something warm because arthritic joints really respond to the warmth, then you're going to want to go with something with, you know, maybe nutmeg and ginger or something like that. Uh, for instance, my arthritis blend has, is a combination of sandalwood, nutmeg, and ginger. It's nice and warming to the joints. It helps with uh, increasing the flexibility as well. Um, off the top of my head, oils that are great for pain and inflammation, peppermint, helichrysum. Helichrysum is a wonderful pain reliever. It's also a cellular regenerative oil, so it's great for skin care. Um, Lavender can be very helpful in situations where there's pain and inflammation, but there's also a component of tension and stress. Let me tell you a story about lavender and helichrysum, something that this goes back to. You need to consider, you know, not just this is what the oil does, but the condition that you're treating. So I've been here in Florida now for about 26 years. Oh. And in Florida, we have these wonderful things called fire ants. And because I like to garden, I've been in the fire ants quite a few times. Oh, boy. So and it seems like every time I get into the fire ants, the response of my body is more painful. So the last time I got into the fire ants, I was like, okay, well, helichrysum is a wonderful pain reliever. And I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain, I was considering going to the emergency room which is so out of character for me. You guys see me kicking and dragging and screaming. To yeah, the that's right. So I put the helichrysum on it, and I put it undiluted because in certain situations like these things and things like that, 
for particular oils. You can do that in Gila Prism. It's a gentle, skin-loving oil, so I put the Gila Prism on the bite. It didn't help. I waited 20 minutes, and it just got worse and worse. And then it occurred to me that I was having pain, but I was having pain because the fire ants were causing a systemic, uh, histaminic response in my body. I needed something that had antihistamine properties. So I went with the lavender. Within two minutes, the pain had subsided and almost disappeared. Wow. That's so amazing. You need to know what you're, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into choosing what's, what's the best option. Now, do you do consulting? Um, I do. So that uh, your clients can actually call you when they have an emergency like that? Or do you just, is that something you have a fee for, or you just include that if they're buying products for you? How does that relationship work? Well, I I don't usually charge people to give advice. If, you know, my my clients know that if they ever have a question about essential oils, they can reach out and ask me. Um, I do have consultation services that you can purchase um, in various increments time uh, on my website. For those that, that don't see me at, at the farmer's market on a regular basis. Okay, and, and give us that website while we're, we're mentioning it. It's the, the website is follow nature's wisdom.com. Okay, follow na- Is there an apostrophe in there or just N A T? No. Follow no nature's wisdom.com. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that story because, whoa, what a panic when you have uh, fire ants uh, attack you. And yet again, that's another uh, spiritual message um, that can teach us something. And in your case, it taught you which oils to calm down because it's, like you said, a histamine reaction. And then uh, you're like, stress, stress, stress. And then exactly. The one oil that you used was again. What was the one oil that calmed you down? Was oh well, it was the lavender. 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 Yeah, lavender has histamine, antihistamine properties, and that's what that's what I needed. Yeah. And and lavender is so special. Let, let's just talk about lavender for a minute. All the other things that lavender does, it really is an emotional healer, as as mm-hmm. much as it is physical. Don't you think? Yes, it it has pain relieving properties, anti-inflammatory properties, antihistamine properties. Um, but it is an emotional nurturer. It's very balancing. It's very good for releasing emotional baggage. Um, and and that's another thing that I can share uh, with your your watchers and your listeners is when you are trying to consider which sort of oils you should choose. If you think about where the oil comes from as far as the particular plant, that can give you a, a, a good guidance. For instance, um, any of the floral oils are very good emotional healers. You know, your lavender, your rose, jasmine, neroli, they're all very good for emotional support. Um, anything that comes from trees, if you think about what a tree is, you know, the tree is strong and grounding and connected and provides strength, but the 
leaves of the trees are going to be very supportive of your respiration because that's, you know, that's how trees breathe. So they're going to be very supportive of your respiratory system, your sinuses, and your immune system. Uh, anything that grows in the ground, any of the root oils, um, like vetiver, uh, very um, grounding and nurturing, really gets you down connected to the earth. So I'm thinking of like when you mentioned how to breathe, um, well, eucalyptus, where where does that oil come from? Is that a flower or how does that come out? Uh, eucalyptus is a shrub, and so that's from leaves. And uh, in my opinion, the best eucalyptus is grown in uh, Australia. Wow. They, they, I, so oils are best when they come from where they are meant to grow. You know, people always ask me, why don't you grow your own plants and distill your own oils? They would not be the same caliber. You know, God, creator, source, whatever, Mother, Mother Earth wanted these plants to grow in Australia. They have the best environment to create the strongest properties that we need. And so, in my opinion, the best eucalyptus is grown in Australia. So that was, that was part of your studying to recognize certain plants from certain areas are more beneficial than other areas. Wow, that seems like years of study. Well, well, it was, but that's more of an opinion that I've developed in my 20 years of working with essential oils because I've, I've obtained eucalyptus from various sources and mm -hmm. gotten the best results with the ones that uh, grow in Australia. Mm -hmm. So what about lavender? What is, where is the best um, place or location for that one, or does it matter? Well, it, you know, I, I do think it matters with, with every oil. I, I, I do think that uh, the environment and the way that the plants are grown, and even, even as far as the um, the the cultivators of the plants, the farmers per se, you know, you, I prefer plants that have been raised by generational farmers that know the plant, they need to have a relationship with the earth and a relationship and the respect and reverence for the plant. Now, I typically use two different kinds of lavender. I mean, there are, there are many different kinds, but um, I like uh, Bulgarian lavender for my blends that I that I use for pain relief and things like that. But higher elevation has a lot of the same properties, almost identical properties, but the aroma is more floral, it's sweeter, it's softer. And I use that one in a lot of the blends that I'm trying to accomplish a more emotional response. So do you have certain um, companies, manufacturers that you always order from, and then you take, you use the single oils to make your own blends, or do you usually buy blends already prepared? How does that work? I, I make all my own blends. Okay. All of my oils, I have a couple of different distributors that I use that um, they do the uh, testing. Testing is important. Um, Mass spectrometry and gas chromatography testing is a way that a chemist can actually look at the profile of an oil and say, okay, well, this oil has 
this percentage of linalool and this percentage of CAM4, and it's actually hundreds of different chemical components in most of the individual essential oils. And I totally lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> well, the fact that you're you're getting individual oils and then you're blending yes. your oils, I like Sorry, that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a couple of uh, a few different distributors that I use, and they do this uh, testing. Mm -hmm. And then when I go to order the oil, I have to look at their different reports and see, well, you know, this is this is the one that I want for this because it's got this chemical profile, and then I want to order this one from this company because this has a little more linalool than, than their batch does because, you know, maybe this batch was grown um, in the fall and there was more of a drought that fall than this batch that was grown in the spring that got adequate water, so it just has a better chemical profile. Okay. And then I do all the blending myself. Okay. Do you have ever run into shortages with your distributors, or has that been that hasn't been an issue or a problem? Oh yeah, yeah. Which is why I have a few different distributors can rely on because one might be out of something. Um, there was an oil, oh, I can't remember which one it was, but it's very difficult to get. And I was in a panic because I was getting very low. Um, a lot of these distributors that I use, they give us um, market reports. So they can say, well, you know, in Madagascar, they had a drought a few years ago. So they were having a hard time growing a lot of their crops and a lot of oils come from it in Madagascar. Um, vanilla, for instance. It's one of the reasons that the prices of vanilla just keep skyrocketing year after year. Um, so they'll send out these market reports ahead of time so I can kind of gauge, okay, well, in six months, this oil might be very difficult to get, so I need to know that I need to stock up so, so that I'll have it. So what percentage of your uh, oils come from the U.S. as opposed to foreign uh, sources? I'd say very little. Oh. Actually, mm -hmm. I know Jen uh, living Utah. Yeah. But did you ever buy any lavender in you from Utah, or were most of your distributors from uh, foreign sources? No, and most of the most oils, if I get them from the states, are let's see, I'm trying to think. I think my Canadian spruce is grown in one of the states that, that borders Canada, but it's not actually, it doesn't actually come from Canada. Um, it's, it's mostly tree oils that I get in the states, but most of my oil comes from outside of the country. Interesting. Except for China. I try to avoid China. So um, <laughs> years ago, about, maybe about four years ago, um, China was caught exporting a hundred times more tea tree essential oil than they actually grew in their country. Hmm. So, you know, that can definitely raise your eyebrows and you're going, well, what are they doing to to have all this extra? You know, they're adulterating it. Oh. So yeah. So when you when you say adulterating, they're taking it from another source and adding to it or what is they're they're adding something to their tea tree to stretch it. Right. God knows what that is. 
Wow, that's interesting. Have you ever used uh, cajaput oil? I use that a lot in yeah. place of uh, tea yeah. tree. Yeah, cajaput is amazing. Where because you know I'll have to uh, talk to you later about that because the source that I've been buying it from they're running out. They haven't had, had it in for some time, and they told me they didn't know when they're going to get cajaput. Where do you get your cajaput uh, oil from? Um, you know what, Viola, give me one second. Let me look at the bottle. I'll be right back. Okay. For those of you who are listening, uh, please, if you have any questions, this is the day. And your family, uh, what can benefit them uh, to uh, move forward in balancing your body, your health, and so much more? Because uh, you don't get this type of wisdom and knowledge for free. And then it's hard to sometimes put together this information and knowledge in your own personal life. So this is your opportunity to um, get information from Susan and then maybe order some of her good products because she takes very special care to give you the best. So Kajaput, we're back to Kajaput. I love that. I have used Kajaput for so long with this company called uh, Pure Herbs. And they use it to make a large... They, like, make large quantities of it. So I was buying, like, four ounces of it. And what it would do was I noticed it heals wounds so fast. I would get a scratch or a wound or anything, put cabs and put on it, and you could almost see this, the repair going on right away. So I'm I'm okay. going to have to find another source because they don't have any. Okay. Well, I have a bottle. I can, I can bring you a bottle this weekend. <laughs> you said you're coming to the market. Uh, my casual put is actually grown in Indonesia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought a bottle. This is my put oil, oil of put, And this, this is going to last me for a while. And this, they have, I haven't been able to oh, read yeah. it. But I got it from one of my Uplines associates and so forth. But I use this for everything, um, just healing and molds on my skin. I'm, that's another thing, skin. Let's, uh, we've got a caller, though. Let me go to a caller. Okay. I got their hand up, so let's do that. Um, actually, let's see. we gotta, we got to take a break. So um, 336-350, we're going to come to you right after the break. So hang in there, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays 
7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit ZeldaSpeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Okay, I didn't hear that. 
It keeps breaking up. I don't know if anybody else has the issue, but I also uh, I can get it later, uh, Doctor V, when I have a better um, response from my phone. But I wanted to ask, what would be a good oil to coat your muscles and in your bone? When you have screws that are penetrating, uh, what would help that inflammation? Uh, I mean, and what I'm saying is the screws that are inside, they're penetrating the muscle and, and the bone. How? What can you do to strengthen that so they won't? end up breaking through. Well, I don't know that there's going to be anything that's going to strengthen your soft tissue to keep the damage from happening. Uh, I I think you're, you're going to have to see your doctor to get those screws repositioned so that they're not causing that irritation. And you can use essential oils to help with the pain that you're experiencing and to get the inflammation down. And if you get the inflammation down, maybe that will help lessen the impact that the screws are having. Essential oils aren't going to help you overcome the issue that's causing the problem. And you you, you always have to get to the root of the problem. So the root of your problem is something mechanical there that's irritating your skin and your, your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments. Uh, I, I would recommend uh, helichrysum essential oil with uh, maybe some peppermint. I'm using a lot of peppermint. And I muscle test. Um, I know you, you, you should use a carrier, but it, yeah. it, it, I have to just about to use the Full strength to help calm the uh, pain down, you know. So helichrysum, uh, okay. All right. Um, Thank you. German, Thank you. It's a good thing. It's very um, soothing and comforting and calming, and I really think that your body in that in that area and and your your spiritual needs right now. I, I think German chamomile will be beneficial for you. So muscle test that and, and see what you get about that. You said chamomile? German German chamomile. German, yes. Oh, I've never heard of that. Okay. German chamomile. Okay, you yes. sell that? All right. I do, right. yes. If you want, you can contact me through my website, especially since you're having some trouble hearing, and, you know, we can communicate that way. Okay. I'd rather call you. Dr. V uh, can share my number. I I, I hate these things, and I just rather have a voice. I I don't – I'm going into a time – uh, shortly, that I'm going to turn everything off. I won't be communicating 
with anybody unless, you know, they come to my door and knock. I, I'm, I'm, it just gives me a headache now to to deal with with uh, even my eyes. It, it's really giving me uh, some challenges to the point I have my phone cut off and I put it in the opposite end of, of my apartment and I can still hear it. I'm not kidding you. I can still hear it ringing. And when I cut it on, <laughs> I see I missed the call. And I'm like, hmm, what's that about? Thank you for your 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 knowledge. Thank you, Dr. V. You're very welcome. And uh, I'll add, if it's okay with Susan, I'll give you uh, her phone number um, so you can contact Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Okay. So thank, thank you, Mama and uh, blessings to you. I'll call you later about your victory in court. So um, stay, stay, uh, stay, enjoy. Keep celebrating. <laughs> uh, Mama AZ has a history of of hip surgeries and, and surgeries in general. She's had thirty some surgeries, and I, I know I can share that with you because she shared it with us many times on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, her situation is very unique. And I'm glad to be able to connect you with her um, because you hit the nail on the head about emotional German chamomile. That that's kind of a, a intuitive uh, answer about her needs more than physical. So thank you, Mama Av, for always sharing and being very transparent with us, so that we can share with other people how to fix or how to find solutions. Right? We're all about looking for solutions. So. Yeah. Um, uh, let's move from pain and um, emotional, that issue, but go to menopause. There's a lot of women out there struggling with menopause. So tell us, in your opinion, what's going on when a woman reaches that stage of her life and what, why certain oils can help them balance all those hormones that are raging yeah. at that point. Yeah, well... It's not a fun experience. Yeah, know it. Then they're still doing that. Okay. <laughs> uh, essential oils really help to bring balance to the body, and some essential oils speak to our hormone systems, and they can help with balancing hormones. Um, of course, you know you also want to consider balancing stress because when you get stressed, what happens? Your body triggers hormones, and then that triggers more hormones, and then you end up having a hot flash in the middle of the day, and you're miserable, Uh, or, you know, the hot flashes are waking you up at night. Um, Clary Sage essential oil is great for balancing hormones. Um, Some of my clients find that um, they get a lot of relief from lavender essential oil, and lavender doesn't actually have any um, hormone balancing properties, but it does help with stress. So in the case of these particular women, I think that most of their issue is brought on by stress because they are so stressed that their cortisol level is skyrocketing. And so, you know, their hormones are all over the place and they're probably not digesting their food as well. And everything stems from, from the gut. Um, so sometimes you just kind of have to find out what works best for you. Uh, I do have a menopause blend that contains um, geranium and 
fennel, which are also very good for balancing the hormones. Geranium is, again, a flower, so we're talking about the emotional aspects, but it does have hormone balancing effects as well, and it's very soft and nurturing. It's, it's sort of a gentle nudge for the body. Uh, and I learned um, working in the health food store for over 10 years about supplements that help women going through menopause. You know, the interesting thing is in our society, especially uh, the United States, women who are going through menopause, they're not slowing down. Still, many of them still work in nine-to-five jobs, and, and, and some maybe even raising, still have children in house, teenagers, whatever. So when you mentioned stress, like many women get lavender, lavender is a relief because they're still in this mental uh, state of too much stress in their life when, to me, menopause should be a time where you start slowing down and letting go of things in your yeah. life. It's the age of the crone. It's the age of wisdom. <laughs> We're not supposed to still be in that go, 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 rush, 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 and having kids and caring for people and you know and so much is expected even even out of our elderly now i know people that are raising their great grandchildren wow and they're in their 80s and they're raising their great grandchildren there's society just doesn't have the same structure that it that our ancestors had right and that requires a lot more of our body and another thing that that i've learned going through menopause, the great age menopause, is uh, stagnation and congestion in the liver really affects all hormones because if your liver is not functioning properly, it has to work really, really hard to, to digest everything that you're putting into your body and on to your skin that goes to the liver as well. And one of the... Um, uh, abilities of the liver is when it is inundated and it's overwhelmed, it can say, okay, well, I'm not going to process this thing. Well, this thing is the hormones and these hormones and it backs it back out into the bloodstream and then suddenly you've got the surge of hormones and that causes your menopause symptoms. Absolutely. So definitely something that needs to be addressed when you're going through menopause. Absolutely. And um, so two of the supplements that I recommended to a lot of women and I saw them get relief were kelp uh, for the thyroid because as I did the research, um, I realized women who reach that stage of their life in their late 40s, 50s, whatever, 60s, their thyroid is exhausted and it's not functioning uh, to balance, help balance the hormones that are the change that's going. So kelp is a, a good supplement to feed the thyroid. And then red clover, along with other blood cleansers like burdock. and Because the, the diet of most women at that stage has not been the best and the purest yeah. and the most nutritious. So their blood stream, and as you said, the liver needs a lot of cleansing and help. So that would be my addition to those oils that uh, Susan is recommending. Start taking, and there's, if you go to health insurance, they probably have formulas for men, many formulas for menopause. 
and just make sure they have kelp and red clover or some other blood cleaner, blood cleanser in there. And there's probably dozens of other things in there, vitamins, minerals. But those, to me, were the most important ones. Get the blood cleaned out. Women going through menopause should be doing a lot of fasting. And live, get the liver, like, like Susan mentioned. That liver is so important to be healthy, strong, and, and detox. That means you got to stop eating, especially all the processed foods and oils and all that. So diet, menopause means diet or fasting, uh, essential oils like lavender and, and a blend. I would say um, I recommend that you talk to Susan about a blend to help if, you, if you're having really bad symptoms. Make sure you yeah, look well, into it. And I have the menopause blend. Um, but I can also do custom blending, so that is an option because sometimes people have tried this, that, or the other, and sometimes they just need something individualized. Yeah. So that's definitely an option. And yeah. I would like to offer your people a discount code that they can use on my website. Um, we're going to go with V for Beata. Where's my, where's my camera? Yeah. So Z, <laughs> hello. <laughs> 1023. And they can put that discount code in, and they can get 15% off. Okay, 15% off. Great. Thank you, Susan. Oh, you're uh, welcome. Blend. One of the oils that I really started loving is rose oil. And and I realized how high the, the frequency is on that, and, and it's very expensive. But I when I grew up, I went to a lot of funerals as a child, and I hated the smell of roses because they reminded me of funerals. I would smell... As I was in, in my adult, I smell real, ah, don't like that. And then all of a sudden, I developed this love for the oil, the rose oil, in a blend mostly. If it's in a blend, I'm like, oh, I'm in heaven. So what is it about rose oil especially that is more powerful, I think, than some other oils that you might put in a blend or so? Well, it has a very high vibrational frequency, which you mentioned. It is very loving. And you talked about funerals. You know, if, if you want to talk about specific flowers, um, when, when someone's in love, what do they do? A guy usually presents a woman with flower. It's usually roses. Rose symbolizes love. Um, it, it's it's good for cleansing oh. from hurt. It's good for supporting self-love, which is very important because you can't find love if you don't start with self-love. You have to learn to love yourself before you can be able to receive love from someone else. And um, so actually, <laughs> I have a blend that's called love. It's part of my um, manifestation line which is a rather new line. It consists of two. Well, I've got manifest abundance and manifest love. And love has, has rose oil in it. And you don't need very much right. rose when you put in because it overpowers everything. Right. And uh, rose is not one of the oils that my body likes very much. Okay. And but we always have to consider uh negative influences, you know, someone who, for instance, let's just say, um, 
well, I'll just use another personal story. So when I grew up, I had a great-grandmother that when we would go and visit her, her house reeked of rose. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking roses around the house. I'm talking inside the house, too. She had all those synthetic rose fragrance soaps, and, mm-hmm. oh, it was just overwhelming. And she wasn't my favorite person. <laughs> so I have a negative emotional connotation arose because we, ha- we get these associations over the course of our lives. And if, let's say, there was someone that you knew that always wore patchouli and you didn't like this person, and so the next time you smell patchouli on someone, it's going to be difficult for you to get past that, that initial response. So rose is not one of my favorite oils, but it is an amazing, amazing healer. I have seen it help so many people. I have a, uh, a psychiatrist that comes to me regularly, and she gets these tiny, they're five-eighths gram bottles. They're, um, they're very, very tiny bottles. They're about um, 30 drops of rose oil, and she uses these with the therapy when she's, you know, with her clients. She has them smell it, so she gets them these bottles, and she comes and gets my rose oil to use in her therapy practice because it is so powerful. It's such a, a powerful, energetic, physical healer. Now, I would think there would be a lot of adulterated rose oils out there. We're, and roses are, are everywhere, but you can't, you go in the grocery store, there's no scent in the roses. It's like, mm, where's the smell? Where do you get your rose oil from and, and why? Um, I'm going to get the well, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and for those of you who are uh, in the studio, again, press one if you have a question. We only have like a half hour left. And I know I had a, a friend was asking me about pets. I don't know if that I was going to wait and let them. Um, my friend asked me last night about, well, what do, you, what do I do for my pet? And I said, well, call in and, and ask the question because I don't know what what is it with the pet. We'll, we'll get into that later if they don't call in. and press. Yeah, yeah, if they don't press one, uh, we'll talk about pets because uh, there are a lot of pet owners out there who are spending lots of money on veterinarians. Oh, my goodness. I had a woman whose dog had cancer, and she spent over $10,000 on chemotherapy and all these things, trying to get that dog well, and they died. After the chemo, the dog said, I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> like, and yeah, I it reminded me of my sister who went through chemo at the last minute for her breast cancer, and she's like two treatments. She said, mm, I can't take that, and she decided to leave her body shortly after because that's a harsh treatment. So, yeah, we want to get into pets uh, to help all those pet owners out there, and if he's listening, um, hopefully he'll get some. So rose oil. I love rose oil now, and like you said, you can't, you don't need to use a lot because number one, it's expensive and it's powerful. So, what about your rose oil? So uh, my rose oil comes from Bulgaria. Bulgaria, well. where's Bulgaria for those of us who? Are in Europe. I don't ask me that. It's in Europe. So we're we're talking across I am the ocean. Also with geography. Oh, me too. So we're talking across yes. the ocean, right? It's not in the okay. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I no, just it's European. Yeah. Most of the roses, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like roses. I I told my 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 partner, my boyfriend, I said, you know, don't bring me any roses or flowers because flowers die. Smell rose, the scent, the true scent of roses these days. Very, very rarely. 
they're they're just you know that that part of um, you know like heirloom seeds grow the best vegetables. I think it's the same thing with flowers now. You know they they've they've been grown on such a commercial level that they're losing their power and the power of a rose is its fragrance. That's what attracts you to the flowers. What attracts the bees to the flower is the fragrance, the smell of the rose. Right. Yeah, it's very sad. Very sad. Yeah. So so rose oil can what would you recommend rose oil be used for most of the time? If if you were to recommend put or what do you put what blends do you put rose oil in? Let's say 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 that, ask that. Um, anything for grief. Okay. Rose is, is one of the first things I go to. Of course, this is for someone that likes the smell of rose. You don't want to throw something in there that that's going to have a negative connotation for somebody. Um, but rose is very healing to the heart, and it, it's very good for grief, for loss, for trauma. Yeah, so um, thank you for that. Um, now we know, um, again, it's it's very expensive. And when you do, uh, when you bottle rose oil, do you add an oil to that or do you do the pure oil by itself? That's can. It's, it's up to the individual client. If they want the pure oil, I can do that. Uh, for instance, the psychiatrist that I spoke of, she only wants the pure oil. I've tried to convince her that she, she'll get the same benefits if I dilute it in a carrier and that it doesn't cost her as much money, but she wants it the way that she wants it, so that's what we do. Okay. Uh, but we could put it in a roll-on, um, my carrier of choice, and that particular instance would be uh, organic golden jojoba, which is actually a wax, but it sits on the skin a little longer than something like, for instance, fresh coconut oil, which is used when we want something to be absorbed into the skin very quickly for most people. You know, I've met a few people whose skin is a little bit different and their body doesn't like the coconut oil. Um, but that way it could be used as a perfume and you know they could wear it behind their ears like you know, we used to wear perfume behind our ears over the heart is a great place to put it on the wrist on the pulse point that's a good place thank you and our um we have a comment in uh, facebook our jody susan calhoun she's our tuesday uh, host for susan essentials and she says a PubMed study, Rose takes the brain out of fight or flight. Yes, thank you, Jody. Another very important benefit to consider yes. Rose, if you like the smell, like you said. If we have issues in the past with grandmas and great-grandmas putting rose oil all over the house and yes. adulterated at that, and you really oh, yeah. don't get the true sense of it, when you have someone doing that difference, you know, they, they, they get an essential oil, they're finding these essential oils that are very expensive and they're like, you know, I'm going to grab this bottle and they smell it and they're like, well, it smells good. But my question would be, does it feel good? Because in a, a true therapeutic essential oil doesn't just smell good. It is an experience that envelops you, that, that transports you, that can heal you. Um, there is a chemist, his name is Dr. Robert Pappas, I think it's P-A-P-P-A-S, and he can be found on Facebook. Um, when essential oils started becoming really popular and Amazon started becoming really popular and all these little companies were popping up and selling very expensive oils, 
for very, very little money, he started to investigate, and he started with the top two sellers of essential oils on Amazon, and he ended up calling it Scamazon. And he shows you the bottle of essential oil, and it shows on the bottle, therapeutic grade, essential oil of yada, yada, yada. And then he shows you the, uh, the mass spectrometry test, the gas chromatography testing that he does. And these oils are completely synthetic. So people are, and they've got thousands and thousands of reviews, or, oh, this is amazing. And whether the reviews are um, fake reviews, because apparently that's a thing now, too, or actual reviews of people that are saying that it smells really good, they're harming themselves because they're completely synthetic, which means they're neurotoxins. Synthetic fragrances are neurotoxic to our body, harming yourself. You're not getting the true experience of an essential oil. I agree totally. And and then you think, well, they're not working, uh, so I'm not going to use That's them. That's true, too. Yeah. So yeah. It pays to have a personal aromatherapist if you can. That's why I feel really blessed to have found Susan because I started out with Young Living Oils years ago, and I, I didn't uh, use a lot of them because it was just so expensive at the time. And then uh, there have, have been companies that started out uh, from breaking off from Young Living Oil, but I've always wanted to have a personal aromatherapist, knowing where what, that you can ask questions of, where would you get this oil, where would you get that oil, instead of trusting the larger companies. This is my own personal viewpoint. Instead of trusting the larger companies to bring pure, non-adulterated oils that aren't synthetic, because at some point, you're selling mass amounts of these oils to people. You might run out of some of the the ingredients and start replacing them with who knows what. So for me, it's a trust factor now. I want to be able to, and I use essential oils a lot to balance whatever is going on in my body. I don't even have medical insurance. So for each one of us, it's different in terms of what our needs are. Uh, with essential oils, so we're we're going. I'm gonna have to take a break in a little bit. But what about pets? Let's do. Let's cover pets before we go to the break. What have you your been your experience uh, with helping pets, and what oils have you generally been recommending? Some products. I don't generally recommend to. No, I let me back up. I have been trained. I continue my education, and I have been trained in animal aromatherapy as well. And you can use essential oils with pets. Um, there are a number of different ways. I do have a few products that can be used topically. I have a, a gel for hot spots. I have a blend called Mellow Mutt that's for anxiety, uh, fear of thunderstorms and fireworks and things like that. Um, I have a blend that can help with joint pain. Uh, but these are all highly, highly diluted, specific for these these instances, these issues that the pets may have, and good for a, a general use. When you get down to emotions of animals and trying to help them with their healing response, because we all have the ability to heal an animal as well, and they heal so much faster than we do because they don't have all the hang-ups that we have getting in our own way. Uh, it's always a good thing to... Let the animal choose the essential oil that they want. Really? And let's say you have, yes, let's say you have um, lavender and sweet orange 
and um, let's go with uh, Palo Santo, something that, that has major healing capabilities. I would recommend that you take the lid off of the bottle, and then you're going to, uh, let me see if I can get my hand here. So you're gonna take the lid off of the bottle, and then you're going to hold it in your hand so that the opening, I can't get the camera quite right here. So the opening is exposed, well, there we go. But you can see that the bottle is not above my fist. Can you see that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know what you're talking okay. about. So the animal can smell, but not touch mm -hmm. the bottle. Mm -hmm. You're protecting them from that. Mm -hmm. And you just sit on the floor and you let the animal come to you. Hmm. And if it's something that they want, they're going to sniff it. They may walk away for a little bit, and then they'll come back and sniff it again. Wow. If it's something that they don't want, they're not going to come near it, or they're going to come over and sniff it, and they're going to give you a huff or, or <laughs> you know, a negative response. And that's a good way to ask your animals what they want. Wow, I love that. And for a while, they'll go and cats are notorious for going and finding an herb garden and, and cuddling up in the herbs or cuddling up in the, the patch of flowers because yeah. they need that healing and they know what they need. Right. So you, right. Can give them, you can give them the option. Um, the other thing that I would want to encourage our pet owners, and, and I'm talking pets, I'm talking cats and dogs. I understand that there are many different types of pets, but there are many different other restrictions. So for this conversation, we're just talking about cats and dogs. Um, diffusing in your home. Always want to make sure you're diffusing quality essential oil, first and foremost. Always consider your pets when you're diffusing. For instance, if there's a particular oil or a particular blend that every time you put it in your diffuser, you notice that your kitty runs out of the room, kitty doesn't like that. So you need to find something else that all of the family members like. And you also don't want to diffuse in every single room of your home. And you never want to diffuse in a room where the animal cannot leave the room. They need to be able to go and get fresh air when they need when they need that. Um, let's see. Don't diffuse in every. Come back. Back to me. We'll come back. Okay, that is great advice, though, uh, Susan, because. I wish my friend who had the dog with cancer uh, had that advice because I saw that the problem with that dog was she and her husband were always fighting. I mean, really serious, not physical, but just they were, she did not, no sex in the marriage and, and he was uh, on, he was smoking pot all the time just to relax and they were just at, at conflict all the time. So the dog developed cancer, surprise, surprise. The emotion, yeah, the stress in that house is off the chain. So I wish she had known about diffusing certain oils, but then she they she needed to separate from that husband. And anyway, long story, that dog's gone. In fact, both her dogs passed. One dog ended up being blind in one eye. Most beautiful dogs, too. But the emotion, that just shows you how dogs are very sensitive to Absolutely. their owner's emotions and energy, and then the the fact and that diseases, diseases, yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, they take that on. I hope everyone um, has.
taken note of that if you have pets that try those things before you spend thousands of dollars at the veterinarian please try some mild diffusing experience and vaccines and all that so anyway we're going to take a, our last and, and homeopathics are very good for pets too and they're much more gentle than essential oil i, I always recommend that people start with with the more gentle therapies before they go up the chain to essential oil Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. Up the chain. Um, the essential oils are indeed up the chain versus homeopathic and flower essences, which I think a lot of health food stores now are carrying pet-oriented flower essences or things like that. Um, so we'll be right back after this is our last break. And if you have questions, this is your time to ask questions. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products. And they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom.
this morning with Susan Miller, uh, owner of Nature's Wisdom uh, here in the Orlando area, and she's our aromatherapist for the hour. It's going so quickly, but Susan, give your contact information before uh, the show ends so that people uh, know where they can get a hold of you. Okay, so it's follow Nature's Wisdom, and that's .com for the website, that's Facebook, that's IG. Um, if they'd like to send me an email, follow Nature's Wisdom at gmail.com. Okay. So you were talking about upscale, that there are certain uh, re- remedies that you recommend before trying uh, essential oils. What are? Give us a little bit of information about what you recommend before talking about pets. Um, so, you know, I, I am not trained in homeopathy or flower essences. But they're very gentle in nature. And animals are also gentle in nature. And so they pick up very easily on vibrational medicine, which is what homeopathics and flower essences are. And oftentimes they can overcome their condition, you know, depending on what's going on. Sometimes they just need certain energetics. And something like that could help before you go to something that's a little more powerful. Yeah. That that you may not even get the same results because if what's required of the body is something that is gentle, a flower essence will we'll go with lavender. So lavender flower essence, the body requires something very, very gentle and can heal with the lavender flower essence. You're not going to get the same response necessarily with a lavender essential oil because essential oil is so much more potent. Thank you. Yeah, very important uh, to know that. So there, if you have any other questions about specific pets, then uh, press one or uh, make your comment here uh, in Facebook or YouTube. So let's get into a little, uh, some other areas like anxiety. Uh, anxiety, depression, kind of opposites or not, maybe, uh, fight, flight, whatever. What are some of the recommendations in the essential oil area for anxiety and depression? Citrus oils. Oh, okay. Citrus oils are very emotionally uplifting. They are cleansing and purifying. Uh, bergamot essential oil in particular is very uh, anti-anxiety. Uh, it's an anxiolytic, and I would recommend, if at all possible, that when you're using bergamot, first of all, you got to be really careful with, with regular bergamot. It is a photosensitizer. So you put undiluted, go out in the sun, and then you're going to have a really bad response. Uh, sunburn, blistering, some people have even gotten third-degree burn. Wow. And so the... Um, oil that I use for bergamot is called bergeptine free so they've taken that chemical component out of the essential oil and I use that for anything that has to be applied topical because we're here in Florida and we're always in sunshine yeah thank goodness with that but bergamot's wonderful for anxiety it's a great uh, antidepressant Uh, it's, it's very supportive uh, I would also consider uh, for anxiety anything from um, roots. Vetiver 
is very strengthening. It's very grounding and comforting and nurturing. Um, patchouli. We haven't even talked about patchouli. Patchouli is one of those oils that's sort of like lavender. It does everything. It's great for emotional healing. It's an insect repellent. You can use it for deodorant. It's good for anxiety. It's got pain relieving properties. It's one of those that covers so many different things. And what is, is patchouli a flower or I'm not even a fruit? Um, patchouli is a Wow. I, I actually can't recall what the chili oil comes from. But 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 is it still in the citrus oil family? Or is oh, it... No, 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 no. No. Um, it sounds like a flower to me. Um, no, no, it's not a flower. Okay, so we just know. Um, but, it, you no. know, it's interesting in the whole plant kingdom. That where, where does bergamot come from? Bergamot is a citrus flower. Oh, oh, okay. So you might have oranges or lemons growing, and it's the flower that we're taking yes. the oil from. Yes. Wow. Well, and, and uh, neroli essential oil, that beautiful, exotic neroli, that comes from the flower of oranges. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they don't just call it orange flower oil. Well, the orange oil comes from the leaves and the twigs of the plant, but the flower is neroli. Hmm. Okay, so we got patchouli is a species of flowering plant in the family Lamiaceae, commonly called the mint or dead nettle family. So it's a flowering plant. Wow. Where now? Where do you know where patchouli come? Where do you use patchouli a lot, or so you're getting it all over, all over the world? Yeah. 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 So depress. So the same for depression, anxiety. You're saying use the patchouli or citrus. Use citrus oils in general. Citrus oils in general are very good for anxiety and uh, depression. Um, clary sage is good for anxiety, you know, and that comes back to the, the impact on hormones. Okay. So let's go to uh, hair growth um, or you know, hair loss, hair, with people having um, anxiety about their hair loss or growth. My hair doesn't grow much at all. I know it has something to do with the estrogen that I don't make anymore, but my hair, I feel like my hair is healthy. I've got these healthy curls here. I call them cosmic curls. And there, my hair is healthy, but and I kind of wish it would grow, and then I kind of don't because I, I don't want to be bothered with more hair. But what would you recommend for those who want long hair? Hair is an issue with a lot of women these days. So, yeah. what's the best oils to give the healthy scalp and and, and healthy growth? Rosemary. Oh yeah. Okay. Rosemary. Um, now you want to be careful of the chemotype. There are many different kinds of rosemary essential oil, and um, rosemary verbenone is the one that I would recommend for hair because it's safer for the skin and it is very uh, cleansing of the skin. So you know when you're trying to grow hair, it's sort of like you're trying to grow a garden and you need a good foundation and that foundation is your hair follicles and your scalp. You want to make sure that that area is very 
clean and nurtured and balanced. And that's one of the things that rosemary essential oil can do, especially if you have any fungal issues like the, um, dandruff and yeast and, and, and things like that. Oh, okay. So a good formula, if you buy rosemary, put it in what, almond oil or uh, jojoba oil? What would you recommend as far as making up your own hair um, oils? Oh, for somebody, for something that's, that's easy for someone, uh, well, the easiest thing would be to buy my scalp savior here okay. because so, it's got a number of different carrier oils, for oils already made for you and it's already proven to be successful so uh so that's an option but if it's somebody that wants to make something themselves um i would probably sweet almond oil is is a good thing you can even use olive oil because olive oil is good for the hair itself a lot of women have used olive oil um castor oil so you need to dilute it with something else if, you, if you're ever going to be able to get it through your tresses. Yeah. The castor oil is supposed to be very good um, for your actual hair, for mm -hmm. um, strengthening the, the cuticles of the hair and softening the right. hair. Right. Um, and as far as essential oils, I would use um, the rosemary verbenone, um, some clary sage. Um, you can put some lavender in there maybe some lemon essential oil and you're going to want to go with the steam distilled lemon essential oil instead of the cold pressed because the cold pressed uh, again it's, it's a citrus so it might cause some irritation when you're out in the sun if you if you use too much if it's if it's diluted at the right percentage you're safe but it's always better to be safe than sorry because some of these things can accumulate in your skin if you're, like, say you're using it on your skin every single day. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have one more uh, area that we want to cover, and, boy, we're really close to the end. Indigestion. What are some oils that can help people with indigestion? Okay. Lemon, my go-to. I'm surprised that, that ginger, there's an oil, the ginger has oil in it. You, it's, mm -hmm. it's not even some, is it fairly expensive? Because it seems like it'd be hard to get the oil out of the ginger. <laughs> like, I use ginger a lot, but I didn't even see, don't see the oil. Well, they, they make it from the root of the ginger. and um, It's not very expensive. I, I'd say it's probably... Second, let's let's say there's a tier of four. There's a scale of four different levels of price, and rose would be level four. I, I would say that ginger probably comes in at level two. Oh, okay. Wow, that's interesting. Well, we've got about uh, let's see, we've got about two minutes left. So, any final words, Susan, about um, your experience in general with? Um, essential oils. I know you have you have a beautiful uh, testimony on your Facebook page. I think it was about someone who had brain surgery and um, you were able to help them with the pain from that. And what is, what are you, overall, what have you uh, learned about the benefits and, and the joy in doing this type of work? Well, it's it's very rewarding. It can be very challenging as well 
you know, whenever we're ministering to people, we give a lot of ourselves out. And sometimes it's hard to not give too much of ourselves or take on too much of what, what they've got going on and, and, and just stand in presence and be there to support them. It's, uh, it's been very rewarding. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing because everything that I've experienced has gotten me to this point, and I've been able to help, you know, through the farmer's markets alone, I've been able to help thousands of people. I've been at the Winter Garden Farmer's Market for over 16 years now. Wow. And so I've come into contact with a lot of people, and, and I've, I've helped families. I've watched children grow up. Oh, yeah. And smile oil for different, yeah. different things, as, as, you know, with their families as they go through life. And, and it's, it's an honor to be included on their journey. One more question I have for you. I forgot. I'm a doula, and I have a client who's talk about early pregnancies. This girl's 17. I think you're 17 and 16 are the early, the average probably these days. What kind of oils are safe for pregnant women, would you say? And how um, should they well, be used? It depends on the pregnancy. If it's a high-risk pregnancy, I would say no essential oils whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, during the first trimester, I would not recommend any essential oils whatsoever. If it's a healthy pregnancy, um, when they get later into the pregnancy, uh, lavender is always safe. Um, I have a line of Mommy and Me products that uh, are developed. I've got a, a birthing room diffuser. I've got one that for pain. Um, I've got a body butter for stretch marks. So they're already diluted and safe and tested and ready to go as yeah. they are. Um, a lot of women suffer from uh, morning sickness and nausea and things like that. And oftentimes it's recommended for them to smell peppermint oil. And I do not recommend that if, if they want uh, something to help, I would suggest that they go with spearmint. Uh, even lemon essential oil has been shown to have anti-nausea effects, and, and citruses are always safe. Right. Great. Thank you. Great. I'm going to pass that on to my client. In fact, I'm going to make sure she listens to uh, the show. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope all of you listening will consider um, buying from uh, Susan. Uh, as I said, I got I, I called her up and said, I need rosemary. And she said, oh, I have it. And she put it in the mail the same day, and I got it the next day. That's because we live fairly close. But I'm sure uh, that you would get the same type of service. And it's just too bad you can't go to Winter Garden Farmer's Market because it's a beautiful place to be on Saturdays. I just love it. My grandchildren love it, too. We have I've taken them there twice now. So, uh, oh, I'd love to meet them. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Next time I'm, I'm there with them, I'll bring them uh, by. Follownatureswisdom.com, and you can yeah. connect with Susan as relationship with yeah. the aromatherapist. I think everyone should have someone like Susan in their life because the medical system is over there, and then we have nature's wisdom over here along with all the other natural things we can do to take charge of our health. So I'm glad, glad I'm on this journey with you, Susan, and um, enjoy the sun. The sun is actually out. And it was a little cloudy earlier, but 
now we can enjoy the sun, and I'll see you soon. I'm sure uh, every okay. Saturday I'll come by and at least wave. If I, I have I, I actually, I'm making a list now of my oils that I'm running out of. Instead of calling, hey, I need this, I need this, I'll just make my list, and then when I see you, I'll, you know, get them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody have a wonderful day, and come back tomorrow, uh, Saturday, for more female solution knowledge. And we've got quite a few. Uh, we've got a few comments here. I'm going to just show our our Monday morning host says, "Grand Rising, beautiful teachers. Thanks for sharing this wonderful resource. Wow, what a way to start the day infused. Yes, and our our." Um, Executive producer, Naima Latif, says thank you so much, beautiful teachers, for sharing uh, your wisdom. And it has been an absolute pleasure. So we're going to say, we're going to play our farewell greeting, thanking all of our international listeners. come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jungkujung, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, geret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Shukran. Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. And to all Thank my you. yogi friends and out there. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God. And God's And aloha, Enjoy your day. See you next time.